Now it's time. Great Bishop and the Council Roundup. I tell you what, we got so much Council Roundup going on, it's, uh, <laughs> just get right into it. Council Roundup brought to you by Head West Subs. When you want a great sub, you've got to head west. Their downtown location now open for lunch. Head West Subs. Seriously, a two-hour meeting, but so much to cover. Uh, you had the Alderman Sean Gregory as the chairman of the Committee of the Whole. He had control of the gavel, and he had to use it multiple times. Uh, so we'll get to that coming up. Uh, but first up, uh, something that they review each and every council meeting is the contract reports. And this is the report of contracts that are fewer than $50,000. I believe that's the cap that would trigger council approval. But one in particular, uh, Alderman McMiniman just wanted to make sure uh, was was clear, and it deals with a, a professional uh, contract. Massey, Massey and Associates, great at doing all their work they do for the North Mansion block, but it says $112,000. It's actually twelve or $12,000. It's not 112. Thanks for that. So uh, this one also would have been above the professional services. <laughs> Thanks for that clarification. Uh, but that also seemed to kind of reveal something here. So it, it sounds like we have a rendering then for the Y block. That's Alderwoman Connolly reading between the lines. Here's the mayor. Yes. Is that something that, that we could see also? Yeah, I think it's on the website, but uh, we'll make sure it's distributed to everybody. So I've got to go check that out myself. I know that there's been a lot of back and forth as to what exactly uh, the, the Y block's going to turn into, other than just uh, a big open green area with a uh, concrete pad for the occasional outdoor concert. Uh, so hopefully we'll uh, hear more about that. Uh, then they had uh, a bunch of appointees uh, being appointed, and they all were there, and they shared some of their thoughts. But uh, that was moved up in the meeting so that they can get through some of the other things without people having to hang out. And Budget Director Bill McCarty had to presentation he got up and he put some warnings out there easy tonight because i'm going to get technical on you i'm ah. sorry about that in advance yeah i hope i don't make too many heads spin but and when you know when a when a budget director says that heads are <laughs> heads are likely going to spin uh but he said he needed to clarify what he characterized as misinformation about raises and salary increases tied to the cost of living allocation it's not necessarily anyone's fault as I told the reporter last week, uh, related to the news story, uh, this, this, a lot of things um, she didn't understand, but she was had to go forward with that news story anyway, as I was told. So, um, but again, it's very technical. There's a disconnect between budgeting and actual colas and increases. So we're going to try and clarify some of that tonight. Oh, and I don't know if he really did clarify much of it, but uh, he addressed some of the concerns he felt were uh, uh, first and foremost in this uh, particular report, which I didn't see. I don't really know what the report was. I'll have to go out and find it, I guess. This paper that's been going around in the story that came out last week made it seem like directors or managers are getting more than everybody else. That's not true. It doesn't matter if you're at the top of the pay scale or you're at the bottom of the pay scale. Your COLA is the same. If you run the math whether the reporter did it or on this sheet or whatever, if you run the math for every non-union employee, unless they've got a reason to have some extra in there that was budgeted, which isn't guaranteed by the way, but we'll get to that, the math's gonna work out the same. The percentages are going to be the same. So uh, he again uh, is is trying to better explain what exactly the report was and how they got it wrong, and he gave some reasons for why somebody may get a cola increase above and beyond, and it deals with if they're, you know, it, 
let's say promoted or they, they, they take a different job or it, then it got really convoluted with how many days are left in the fiscal year and the working year. And so I just I, we're not going to get all that in. But uh, McCarty um, in particular said that uh, the report that was aired uh, by a TV station, I guess, uh, I haven't seen it. I had several of the other aldermen hadn't seen it as well. Uh, but uh, yeah, it's it's it's. He, he makes sure that, uh, in particular, one person that was targeted in this report, uh, it's clear as to what happened. So this a particular individual, our cemetery director, her picture was featured prominently, so I think I can talk about this, was shown to have an 11.4% increase this year. 14.2. What's that? 14.2. 14. 14.2. I think the news report said 11 Regardless of the fact. So uh, a little bit of a uh, difference of what's going on there. You can kind of hear, I guess, some of the uh, uh, frustration building up a bit. And uh, we'll get to the moment where the, the gavel has to be used multiple times. But uh, more from Budget Director Bill McCarty. But regardless of what's in there, if she were to be given a full 5%, that would be it. She wouldn't get the COLA on top of it. And that happened last year. She was granted a 5% increase. When the COLAs came out, she got zero from the COLA because she was maxed out. And that's what we do each and every time that somebody gets a merit increase or a pre-negotiated increase or whatever the case may be. So he's laying out some of the rationale and so forth. Uh, but then uh, you've got uh, ultimately him saying, listen, if, if aldermen have questions or concerns about financing and then the budgeting and all that and the raises, come to the city with those questions. We can run reports. We can explain it to you. We'll give you accurate information. It's what we're here for. We do it. Payroll's in my department. Budgeting's in my department. We're the folks to come see. So Alderman Redpath uh, responding to that. And the 14.2% raise is in the budget. So either either you're going to give that raise out or you're hiding money there. Which one are you doing? Oh, it's neither one of those. And we're not going to give a 14.2% raise out unless I know we're that. the council. I know that. And that's the point. The point is, is that it was listed as a 4.2% raise. It wasn't going to anywhere else other than that one position. So that means that there's money in there for a 14.2% raise. And he's saying that that was what was on the budget. So where's the money if they're not going to get that 14.2% raise? Ultimately, I think that's what his chief concern is. I'm telling you, you're, you're, you're hold, either holding money back or you're, or you're or holding money that, that, you, that you're going to move somewhere else later. So th that means you're hiding money. Two things. One, we can't move money out of personnel lines. Two, if I was going to hide money, it wouldn't be there. Where are you hiding it at? I'm not going to tell you that. I'm not telling you that. God. All right, these are tax dollars, all by the way. So sometimes the interactions with the council are pretty good. Uh, Alderman Hanauer has his own concerns. I think CWLP and whoever, and we said, okay, you've got ten jobs here. When are you going to fill them? I'm not going to fill them for six months. Okay, we're taking half that money back. It's, it's no different than this. Except that is not any different than this, Bill. He continues. People are getting paid an uh, hourly salary. They all are getting paid hourly. It's based on a. Uh, I, I, I mean, I guess that's. conversation is a big mistake. Alderman McMiniman. And um, you should have. All you had to say, Director McCarty. There's I'm still. Let him finish. Let, let Alderman Hanauer finish. Yeah. And then we'll, we'll, we'll I, I don't understand. I mean, I thought we paid by an annual. 
on the annual, and it, the number of days that doesn't matter. So uh, Alderman Hanauer does get his his point across, but the gavel used there, uh, obviously, you can't have people talking over each other. That that could lead to you know emotions boiling over and so on. So uh, the gavel is definitely being used <laughs> to make sure that we we have a a clear line of communication back and forth, and people can can speak freely without being uh, talked over. So we actually are going to hear that a couple of more times in this debate. Stay tuned. Much more coming up. It is the Council Roundup. Brought to you by Head West Subs. When you want a great sub, you've got to Head West. Back with the Council Roundup. A lot of high-flying action in the report that went out from a news media source that a bunch of Director Bill McCarty's having to respond to. It deals with uh, raises and, in particular, one-line items showing like 14-plus percent of a raise when that goes above and beyond what's typically given out. And McCarty uh, providing some, some context. I don't know if he's making things clear enough uh, because Alderman still had some questions and brought up some other issues. It is the Council Roundup. I'm Greg Bishop on the WMAY Morning News Feed, brought to you by Head West Subs. When you want a great sub, you've got to head west. So here's Alderwoman DeCenso talking about, uh, you know, how how things could really be more simplified if, if they just kind of followed the state's lead. I just think there's a very easy answer here. And I think what Alderman Redpath is saying is because this is done in such a way that it gets tricky and it doesn't appear very transparent. So I think let's get into the practice of giving colas on the first day of the fiscal year. I, that way it just stops the insanity. So you're talking about like splitting one, you know, half of an increase with uh, one year and then another half of an increase another year. And that's where it can get really murky and weird. Uh, here's Alderman McMiniman. Director McCarty, you've given this Mayor's the best shot you can give it, oh. but I've tried. I've all tried. you had to say, all you had to say is to come up to that podium and say, we've studied the numbers and there's been no violation of city code on the 5% rule. So he's trying to boil it down to say that's all he had to say. Uh, but I don't know if that would clear enough up. Here's uh, more back and forth, more gavel action. Alderman McMiniman with Alderman Redpath and beyond. And if anyone disagrees with that, you know where they take it? They take it to the, our inspector general. Exactly. That's why we have one. So now you're nodding your head, Alderman Redpath, but that's you're the guy I'm, that that's started. That's where I'm going next, brother. That's where I'm going next. Th this all started because Redpath did some independent uh, research and, in my opinion, came up with all the wrong conclusions. Well, and in the process, you know? how do you know? Because uh, I, I went to HR. Is, is the budget for well, that line speak, item, speak, is that line speak. item 14.2%? So you didn't come up with the wrong numbers, Alderman. You're wrong. Let him speak. There you go. Because you went and looked at the budget sheets, which don't show a rate of pay. To get a rate of pay, you go to Human Resources, and they can give you an hourly rate for every city employee, including us around this horse table. But again, well, horse table, horseshoe. Uh, but again, uh, you know, it, it, I don't know if McCarty was able to crystallize that to make it real clear. Uh, still some concerns out there, obviously. This debate went on for a bit. More from Alderman McMiniman last night. And if anyone has a problem with uh, pay raises around here, take it to the Inspector General or to Human Resources, which is what I did first. And if I had seen a problem, I would have taken it to the Inspector General because we've smeared a lot of people. Mm. It got on TV. And uh, I think we're embarrassing ourselves now by talking about it so much at the start of a public meeting. Oh, man. It's, uh, yeah. Uh, it's when you're dragging some names into it and you're making some uh, assumptions, uh, it uh, could definitely get pretty ugly. Uh, here's Alderman Donilon. Uh, we're in an unknown uh, economic climate, to say the least. 
And the fact that you didn't do it at the beginning of the year, I appreciate because I don't know where we're going to be in six months. Yeah. I don't think any of us do. Yeah, I think that's a good point. But uh, he says this whole thing kind of, you know, this debate uh, kind of catching uh, some people off guard. I didn't see the news story. I, I really can't comment on that. I don't know what was said. Uh, I wasn't interviewed. Sure. I, don't, I don't, don't know. I didn't see it. And again, I, I haven't seen it either. Uh, and I uh, wasn't the only one that didn't see it. Um, but regardless, still an issue. Here is Alderwoman Purchase talking more about decorum. I would say that aldermen make minimum. Sometimes you take it a little far with telling somebody <clears throat> what they should be doing. I appreciate him coming up here to explain this to us. And I don't want to be intimidated to not be able to ask questions. So Alderman McMiniman uh, responding to that. You know, when, when an alderman that's been around for 30 years says, hey, I've, there's 14 percent pay raises. And the <laughs> may I speak? Continue, continue. continue. So I'm not asking for you to be intimidated. If I have intimidated Alderman Redpath, then I'm succeeded. Because what he did was inappropriate to refer to unofficial records about people have gotten pay raises here, including our cemetery director. And I think it was unfair to her for people to say that she got a 14% pay raise when she, in fact, did not. That's what I'm talking about. So, uh, obviously, you know, it, things are keeping somewhat cordial, but still some concerns here. Uh, Alderwoman Conley jumping in now. Slightly confusing conversation yeah. about about how public dollars are managed. So, mm. I appreciate the presentation. Um, I'm, I'm glad to know I'm not the only one who didn't see the the news story. Um, <laughs> Join the club. Uh, meanwhile, Alderman Redpath wants to kind of finish some uh, some of the conversation here. First off, I took 14.2 percent off of what they presented to us. I didn't go to the press with it. I went to the mayor with it. In a private session, I said there's 14.2% increase listed for this for this position. And he said, that's wrong. That's not, that's not what's going to happen. That's exactly what he said. And for you to come out here and attack me because I, I showed what was on their document, at, I didn't go to the press. I went to him. So you're wrong. Absolutely wrong. And you're wrong for letting him get out of order. You need to take class. Now we all out of order. Yeah, that's so, right. Mayor. And, and it's going to happen again. <laughs> so he did. <laughs> That was a weird uh, kind of uh, uh, switch of focus. He's talking to McMiniman, and then he points at uh, Alderman Gregory. And <laughs> Absolutely wrong. And you're wrong oh boy. for letting him get out of order. You need to take class. Now we all out of order. Yeah, that's so, right. Mayor. And, and it's going to happen again. He's <laughs> oh. <laughs> all right. Uh, but, you know, everybody's cool. All's good. Don't worry about it. <laughs> yeah, that's right. I don't think it's we all lions. We all lions. We all lions. lions. I love it. That's great. Uh, here's the mayor, kind of, I guess, in a way, uh, trying to make sense of all of this. Director McCarty sometimes confuses the hmm? issue by not speaking in uh, layman's terms. And in layman's terms, what he's talking about how many days are left in the fiscal year. That's why it's not a true five percent. Because if you take my salary at the beginning of the year, halfway through, I get five percent. You calculate out the remaining days, and that's not going to equal 5% over my salary. But I did get the 5% raise because next year I'm going to get that 5% on this year's wages. So uh, does that clarify things for you? No, not really. Uh, maybe Budget Director McCarty can uh, have the final word here. Again, that's a timing issue, and I'll tell you what I'm going to do. I'm going to, for that... Ended up being a big issue. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, again, with... 
that particular individual, there are more things at play. She was budgeted for an increase that was much lower than what she got. That has to annualize into this green sheet budget. Then you have another increased department built on top of that. Plus you have that overlay of the global. That's why it's 14.2. But when essence, she would get no more than 10% over two years, five and five. Is that, is that clear it up? No? All right. <laughs> Everybody's kind of just uh, like, okay. Uh, so that's it for that. Uh, but we got much more to get to, including a conversation about whether firefighters can use cannabis in their off time. Oh, boy, we got so much more of the council roundup to get to. It's not even funny. Uh, are we going to be able to get to it all? We shall see. Uh, meanwhile, uh, the council roundup brought to you by Head West Subs. When you want a great sub, you've got to head west. I'm Greg Bishop. And uh, let's get back into it. Contract up for consideration with uh, some city personnel. Let's hear it. 2022-077, an ordinance ratifying a collective bargaining agreement with the International Association of Firefighters, local number 37, on behalf of the Springfield Firefighters from March 1st, 2021 through February 28th, 2025. All right, so a multi-year contract there. And uh, you've got some questions that were raised about uh, bonuses. Are those going to be pensionable or non-pensionable? That was something that was meant to a couple of years ago with uh, various other contracts to try to soften the blow uh, to the pension funds by just giving one-time bonuses instead of having those actually be uh, pensionable raises, so to speak. Uh, but uh, Alderman McMiniman, he wanted to address something else as well. I believe explicitly in the contract allows for no punitive action if someone has um, has THC in their system. I was waiting for it. <laughs> and so the, I think the complicating factor is that THC remains in your system for up to 30 days. Yeah, and uh, you know, there's differing uh, levels of THC that could remain in your system. Of course, if you just, you know, hanging out with Snoop Dogg and you puff on a on a big old stogie, uh, packed full of the of the green Kush, uh, likely your THC levels right after that are going to be through the roof. Uh, and even after the THC high wears off, you know, the next day there's still going to be some some levels of THC in your system. You're not going to feel high, but it's still going to be there. Uh, so Alderman McMiniman, just raising some concerns there. Here's Alderwoman DeCenso. The way this is written up here, if you look at That's the Alderman explanation McMiniman. of the contract, it says we're <laughs> making this THC adjustment regarding marijuana yep. in accordance with state and local laws, but I don't think we're compelled to, to provide this into the contracting. Not compelled, sure, uh, but Alderwoman DeCenso uh, chiming in. My understanding that this is becoming a citywide policy, that city employees can now use cannabis recreationally if they so choose. On their own time. Uh, here's the mayor uh, talking about this citywide policy. That's except for anybody with a CDL license or the police department. So a uh, few people uh, in City Hall not going to be able to partake recreationally with adult use cannabis. Uh, those who have to drive big trucks and also police officers. Uh, here's uh, Corporation Council Zirkel. 36 hours in advance of any work time. So um, this policy has the ability to correct if someone is perceived to be under the influence. No different than alcohol. No different than if a person is um, using alcohol 
And then if they're on the job and the supervisor believes that there's an objective basis that they may be exhibiting certain symptoms, no different than a police officer who pulls somebody over where uh, something of that nature, then there's a policy or procedure for testing. If they're found to be uh, under the influence objectively using that objective criteria, i.e. the uh, actions of the employee, then they would be subject to uh, discharge All right so i mean if an employee comes in with like a you know tie-dye shirt and their eyes are just glossed over and they're trying to work you know and a, a supervisor could say no that's not right um let's get you tested and they may be able to determine the level of thc in their system uh but more here on the back and forth alderman mcminiman that um, we just have a set a higher standard for those in positions of great responsibility like our police and our firefighters, public works, any of those that are around heavy equipment, use equipment, and even those that have to exercise judgment. So I think we're going down the wrong path here. Um, I'm completely in favor of medicinal marijuana. I'm completely in favor of reducing the crime levels for use, but I think um, this recreational marijuana is um, the wrong path, and it's getting... So Alderman McMiniman, um, again, just raising his concerns there. Others talked about it's not just you know smoking weed it's the the cbd oils that can uh, that can be uh, trigger off some of the thc notes uh in in a uh, drug test uh, so there's that concern as well obviously this is an area where there's not a lot of clarity and uh, how do you exactly go about that uh and 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 have proper sound policy i don't think that's going to be figured out for quite some time but uh, apparently the city of springfield's moving forward and allowing even firefighters if they're not driving in the truck and allowing firefighters uh, to be able to partake in recreational cannabis no more than 36 hours before uh, their shift. So interesting stuff there. Uh, meanwhile, you've got another measure that was brought up last night, the uh, Committee of the Whole. Operating Engineers, Local 399, Dalman Filter Plant, from October 1st, 2020 through September 30th, 2023, for the Office of Public Utilities. Motion for consent. So while all these other uh, uh, labor agreements were being put on debate, this one was motion for consent. Malderman McMiniman didn't want to have it on consent. He wanted some parity with others. I'm going to put this on debate because of the other two. Right. The Do way our rules set. work is it. It's got to be unanimous to go on the consent agenda. Yep. It's been. It's, it's don't been you guys still it's get been, a second too right now? It's been motion. Well, if I don't, if it doesn't get a second on debate, then it get doesn't come out of committee. You're so. getting mansplained on International Women's, Women's Day. Day. Oh, jeez, come on! Obvious. <laughs> <laughs> wow, uh, got to work that in somehow. Where's that gavel at? Anyways. Uh, all right, we get, we got to take a break. Coming back though, um, we'll we'll touch on uh, the remapping process. All right, we got just a few more moments left here for the council roundup on the WMAY morning news feed. Here's an ordinance that was up for consideration. Twenty-two zero nine one, an ordinance authorizing execution of an intergovernmental cooperation agreement with Springfield Sangamon County Regional Planning Commission for 2022 planning services and authorizing payment in the amount not to exceed one hundred ninety-five thousand dollars from January first, twenty twenty-two through December 31st, 2022. Now that's a contract. Uh, but it's also going to include remapping for Springfield City wards. Uh, so there's some conversation about that and how they're using census data and how they need to just really get this done. Here's Alderman Donnellan. 
don't want to be scrambling around and having to make decisions where we could potentially get sued and it creates a mess. Let's, let's get on it right now and, and uh, if you could get us the timeline so we could see what the statutory deadline is, but yet I know we're going to be well ahead of that. That would be appreciated. Thank you. So uh, obviously we'll hear a lot more about uh, redistricting the city wards. We've already seen the battles that have taken part uh, at the state house over congressional and state house seats. Uh, but then later on, they uh, they had, uh, of course, uh, you know, somebody revealed to uh, several of the aldermen that the St. Patrick's Day parade has been postponed. So it was Saturday. Now it's going to be next Saturday. Here's Alderwoman DeCenso. So, so what happens if there's a massive thunderstorm in the forecast for the following Saturday? Yeah. I mean, we have walked in this parade in sub-zero temperatures. Yeah, so. I don't want you guys, my phone's blowing up over. Yeah, yeah. I mean, come on. That's that's true. Uh, but then they ended the meeting with a somber note from Alderman Sean Gregory. Very important, though, and it's very serious, though. We we had a uh, Chatham Board of Trustee that, that passed away in a, in, a, in an accident, tragically. So we, we want to pay our respects as a body and uh, have a moment of silence for him. And that moment of silence for Matt Mao, but you can't uh, neglect to recognize also Morgan Riley Wicken that was in the vehicle, and he's got a legacy of uh, focusing you. on all kinds of things, helping uh, children, being active in local politics, and you